Welcome to this edition of Coffee House Theology, where we discuss God, theology, and all things pertaining to life over cups of coffee. I am your host, Jose Ruiz, and I'm joined by Josiah Ruiz, your co-host and son. And uh, we uh, are so glad that you could join us for this edition of Coffee House Theology. And we want to wish you a happy new year. Um, and uh, we hope that you are starting off the year uh, with resolutions and you're, uh, you know, keeping those resolutions as it's only uh, a few days into the new year. But uh, we hope that you enjoy this episode, that it's a benefit to you. So please grab a cup of your favorite brew or beverage and enjoy the episode. So, Josiah... How do you feel about Israel uh, going home and, um, you know, uh, going back to Virginia? Well, I can say I already miss him a lot because me and him are, are really close. Um, we did get to shoot one podcast while he was here, so that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. With Alex, and I yeah. hope you guys watched that, that episode. But, um, yeah, like I said, I'm really close to my brother, and I miss him a lot, and... He's probably landing right now in Virginia. When is he supposed uh, to get there? He's supposed to get there at like 11. Oh. So in probably another hour. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was good to have him. Um, he is uh, uh, forging his way through life. And uh, he wants to, uh, you know, uh, grow up and become a man. And that's great. And so... Uh, more power to him. Um, so, are do you think you're gonna visit him soon? Um, I honestly don't know. I I have a little. I have quite a bit of money, but um, so I mean, I I could probably take the time to go out there. But I remember I broke my foot, uh, so I couldn't. I I might. I don't know if I have enough vacation time or anything like that. Well, maybe in the summer or something. Yeah, yeah. So but, it's not snowing and cold. Yeah, well, there's a snowstorm out there. So, um, so how you doing? I've been doing good. Um, I talked with the Mormons again. Okay. Um, how'd that go? It it. Well, I don't want to say it went good because I don't really know how it went. I don't know what what they thought about me by the end of it, but uh. I went to their their church building. I met with. Um, I mentioned last time that uh, the dad of, or I was in the hospital with with um, the guy's son. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and that guy was there with me with the other two Mormon missionaries. Um, oh, and by the way, uh, one of them left. Like I I didn't know this, but I guess they have like rotations. Yes, like they do. Some he's he didn't get to tell me where he was sent, but he went somewhere else, and so now he's gonna have the the other guy is gonna have a different like partner co missionary. Yeah. yeah. So what they do, Josiah, uh, if you don't know, uh, 
what they do is there's one that's been there longer on mission and so they tr- they're kind of training the other one okay and so then the one with more experience like leaves and then now that guy that stays he trains so um i remember uh when you were little, we li- we lived in LA in in the ghetto in Cudahy, Um and uh, they uh, I invited them over our house. And uh, back in the day, there was no iPhones, and this wasn't really, you know, the internet wasn't what it is. Technology wasn't what it is today. So they were like, um. I said, when do you speak to your mom on Mother's Day? They they would get a phone call. And then the other guy, they would like, if they were in the bathroom too long, it was like the other guy's like knocking on the door, like, what are you doing? You know, like very controlling. Um, oh, wow. So uh, those, are, those are marks of a cult. Uh, if you can't do certain things, if you can't, you know, you don't drink soda, you don't have blood transfusions, you don't celebrate holidays. Those are those those are controlling uh their cults. Uh from a sociological perspective and from a theological perspective. So there's like cults are defined both theologically and sociologically. Some some of them are like just sociologically, like Heaven's Gate. Uh, I don't know if you remember they they all died under a purple shroud. I never heard about this. Campaign. Okay, so it's Heaven's Gate cult, and what happens is a lot of times they change with the death of the founder. So Heaven's Gate cult was like waiting for Haley's comet, and supposedly the end of the world was going to come with Haley's comet, and the the lady that started this cult, she got sick and died. But okay. but it was prophesied to her that she was going to go in this comet. Well, you had to change your theology. Because that when, didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, that didn't happen, right? It's kind of like uh, the Mormons. Uh, they were polygamists. Uh, that's a matter of history. Uh, research it, check it out. They were polygamous and the branch that broke off from, uh, the ones that, that not, all of a sudden God said, uh, you know, you're just in a monogamous relationship. Uh, uh, I think Joseph Smith was killed by his followers because of stuff like that. But, um, the United States threatened the Mormon cult to throw them out of the United States for their polygamy. Oh, wow. And all of a sudden, God changed his mind, and we don't do that anymore. So uh, <clears throat> there's, uh, you know, so sociologically, uh, when, when, when you dress alike, you, you, you know, if every, like Haley's comment, every man and woman shaved their head. They had a buzzed hair like you, okay? And they all wore uh, black Nikes, like kind of like what we're wearing. And 
they they all committed suicide under a purple shroud. Okay, Jim Jones, the cult of Jim Jones, he was God to them. So what happened was that he um, uh, he made so the expression of "Don't drink the Kool Aid." It comes from Jim Jones from a mass suicide uh, in communion. He put cyanide, and then he forced people to like take it. Oh, and there was a congressman that had gone to uh, Jim Jones Island, um, and uh, so so a cult is controlling sociologically. Right, but then there's theological cults. So, like for example, uh, the Nation of Islam is a pseudo-Islamic cult from regular Islam. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Louis Farrakhan is a racist. He's a black racist. He's uh, he teaches that the white man is the devil. So b- that is different that what Islam as a whole teaches. So so you have Islam, then you have the nation of Islam, which is a pseudo, it's a fake Islamic cult. It claims to be true Islam when it's not. That's what apostolics, Jehovah's Witnesses, um, Mormons, they are pseudo-Christian cults. They purport to be historic Christianity, but they've deviated from historic Christianity. So, um, so it's it's important for us to know. Uh, that's why church history is important. That's why you know studying up on these cults. All of these cults came as a result of end times. The Jehovah's Witnesses came as a result of end times. They believed that Jesus Christ was going to come in 1914. The the Mormons are called Latter-day Saints because they believed they were uh, to be uh, some apocalyptic thing that was going to happen and Christ was going to restore his church through them. So Joseph Smith, the founder, uh, claimed that there was golden tablets that were given to him by an angel in the Americas, and uh, it was Egyptian hieroglyphics. It was a dead language. He didn't even know this language. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. So there's no... Uh, if you scrutinize the Book of Mormon the way people scrutinize the Bible... The Book of Mormon doesn't stand a chance. Uh, it, it there's no archaeological evidence. There's no land of Mori anywhere. Uh, you know, our, our archaeology doesn't confirm any of those things. Mm-hmm. So you you have major problems. Um, so how, what did uh, what did the the gentleman tell you about the Bible? Uh, he told me because I quoted to him John one one, um, very important passage to read. Uh, I like the all the Bible. Was the word, and, and the, the word, word was with God, God, and the word was God. And then the following verse: He was in the beginning with God. 
all things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. That's what I read to him. Uh, I think that's one three verses yeah, one to three. That's correct. Anyways, um, he told me that my translation was corrupted, that I didn't have the the right translation of what that text actually meant, um, as far as Jesus not being created, but rather being the creator of all things that were created. Well, but if you like even take a interlinear where it it gets the Greek the those are the words in the Greek. So he he's he's like didn't you say he also said that uh the Book of Mormon was missing oh, things? Yes, he said that the Bible um was missing pieces, the the Book of Mormon isn't complete. Um, and that's why we need prophets. Um, he brought up prophets. Yeah, they they have a a a, a prophet. Uh, they have a living prophet. But see, that's that's the thing. Uh, always, Josiah, it always comes down to ultimate authorities. Mm-hmm. So when when a Jehovah's Witness says to me, "Well, you don't have all of Scripture because you don't listen to the Watchtower in Brooklyn, New York," or the Mormons say, "Well, we have a living prophet in Utah," mm-hmm. the Roman Catholic says to me, "We have a Vicarius Fili Day. We have the Vicar of Christ in Rome. We have a Pope." That's their ultimate authority. My ultimate authority is the scriptures. The scriptures are my ultimate authority. Mm -hmm. See, they have a fallible man. They have a fallible organization. They have a fallible uh, pontiff. They have a fallible prophet. I have the infallible, inspired, inerrant word of the living God. So for him to just say, hey, while well, it's corrupted, are you a Greek scholar? No, right? Mm-hmm. He's not a Greek scholar, so he doesn't know. Uh, we can go to the original languages, and it'll take us a while because we're not Greek scholars, but those words we can translate to English, and it says what it says. Yeah, when he said it, I, I didn't know what to say because I'm obviously not a Greek scholar, so I couldn't like um, a, give an argument against. That but other than a Walter Martin, who used to uh, deal with the cults uh, constantly, and he wrote the book Kingdom of the Cults, which I have in the living room. Uh, I used to have it up there. Um, uh, Walter Martin would say to, the, to them, "You're not a Greek scholar. I'm not a Greek scholar. Let's stick to the English." Because see, uh, when you open up your Bible, open up your Bible, mm-hmm. it, tell, it tells you oh. in the very beginning, okay, in the preface, every Bible says, uh, uh, I have well, the preface right here. Do you want me to read it? Uh, well, it, it it usually says um, that it's translated from 
the original languages. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Greek and Hebrew scholars went to the original yeah. and then they translated it. Yeah. He's saying they're lying. That's what he's saying. Yeah. He's saying they are lying. And he, he's not a Greek scholar, so how does he know? And not only that, but then if this is this book right here, the Bible is incomplete, then how is it really the Bible? Because it's if we can't learn from it, if it's mistaken, then we can't trust it. Right. The way we can. Right. And and again, it comes down to what is your ultimate authority? And They've translated and translated and retranslated. They've done so many revisions to the Book of Mormon. If it was God's word, as they say, why would they need to do that? Right? Yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> so, I mean, those, those are the questions that, that we need to ask is, is, is you know, uh, the, the Book of Mormon that you have today is not the Book of Mormon that Joseph Smith uh had it's different there's a lot of changes okay so um so if it is god's word why did it change right so but they 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 just have so many they have archaeological problems they have theological problems uh if god was once a man then that means that there's a progression of gods. Oh, that's another thing. Um, they told me they did not believe that uh, that Heavenly Father was created. They, they When I gave the statement, you often say, as God is, man can become. As man is, God once was. They said that's not what they believe. When I So they don't them. believe what their founder said. Because Joseph Smith said that at a funeral. I, I guess not. Uh, I <laughs> uh, uh, there's so many Mormons like Christians that don't know their faith, right? Um, so that's why it's important that we uh, dig into the word, that we dig into uh, studying deeply uh, issues uh, so that we are not deceived by uh, the cults uh, because it is so easy you know, uh, covering the book of Galatians at church and, um, you know, the, the Galatian church, uh, immediately they, uh, left what the apostle Paul, uh, the gospel that the apostle Paul preached to them. They abandoned that gospel. They, they went to a different gospel. They abandoned the gospel of Christ the gospel of grace for one of, uh, you know, keeping uh, religious, uh, the Jewish circumcision um, and keeping law. And so any time, uh, you know, even in the time of the apostle, when he preached to them the word of God and they abandoned it so quickly, it just, it tells you how we need to be on guard over and over in scripture. It continuously tells us to examine ourselves, to, you know, to see if we're in the faith, to, 
you know, make our calling an election sure. It, it tells us to beware of false prophets. It tells us to beware of wolves dressed in sheep's clothing that will come in from amongst us and will not spare the flock. Over and over and over and over in Scripture, it tells us these things. And the abundance of warning means that this is a very imminent threat. Yes. Okay? Just like the there's, I, I think there's like 360-something fear knots in the Bible. Where God tells his people, fear not, fear not, fear not. Why? Because he knows we are fearful. We are fearful people. We get scared. We get, you know, look at this pandemic. People are, are losing their minds. You know, people are beating each other up on planes for them not wearing a mask when the person spitting on the old man wasn't wearing her mask. It's unreal. I mean, we are living in times that people are not thinking. They don't they don't stop to think. Well, it and, seems like in every age people don't seem to think cuz I mean, even in the Israelites they'd abandon Yeah, they'd immediately. Abandon. Yeah. Even though they they witnessed this God, and I'm not trying to sound arrogant here against them cuz we'd probably make the same mistakes. They abandoned God even though they saw the miracles that he did and went after idols, which were man-made, yeah. like the golden calf and yeah. other things like and that. And Aaron, Aaron, right away, he threw the people under the bus. He's like, these people. When he was the one that, you read the Bible and it says that he said, hey, let's make this golden calf. Give me the gold. Uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it comes down to ultimate authorities. Who is our ultimate authority? Is Jesus Christ our ultimate authority? Because Jesus Christ says, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Okay? So, we have to recognize that God is on his throne, that he is reigning, that he rules, that he has dominion, and we need to fix our eyes on him. More and more, this, you know, that Hebrews passage, fix your eyes on Jesus from Hebrews chapter 12 is, is, is more real to me. Uh, and that verse ministers to me way more now because we are so fickle. We are so... Uh, our hearts are prone to wander. We uh, are so easily distracted by the winds and the waves like Peter was. So, yes, we are no different than the children of Israel. I mean, that's the whole reason uh, Paul says the Old Testament was written. It was written for our example so that we can learn that we are just like uh the children of Israel we are just like uh the the prostitute that um Hosea was told uh Hosea right yeah. was told to marry uh what was his wife's name I forget um 
The prostitute. Yes. I, don't, I, don't uh, I, I can't remember her. Her name slips my mind. Uh, we are that prostitute. We are that harlot. We are that whore. We whore around after other gods, after other idols, after other things that are not the Lord Jesus Christ. We are like that. Um, so, um, yes, fix fix our eyes on Jesus. Uh, that is, I, I think, my theme for this 2022 is fix my eyes on Jesus, not on politicians, not on men, uh, but on the living God. Uh, that's, that's what it's got to be about, the living God. Um, so... Uh, do you think it was fruitful? What What do you think is going to come about? Uh, well, they do want to talk to me again. Uh, like I said, one of the missionaries isn't going to be there. Another guy is going to be there. Um, but the other guy that 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 I first talked to, he's going to be there. Um, I don't know if the dad is going to be there. But uh, we're going to meet up and we're going to talk. And um, they wanted me to read some passages from the Book of Mormon. Um which I'm going to do because I don't want to be a liar. I told him I would. Um, but like I said in the first episode when we talked about this, the Book of Mormon must line up with what the New Testament, Old Testament is saying in order for it to be true because it came after. So if those passages, which I believe they, they're going to be against it, say anything that has to do with um, anything to do with, with what, it, what is a central Christian doctrine, like the Trinity or anything like that, uh, it's it's then it's not true. Well, didn't he say that Jesus was created? Yes, that, that's what I was about to get to. They told me, I asked them very clearly, do you believe Jesus was created? And they said yes. So that... There you go. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, more, the Jehovah's Witness say Jesus was the first creation of God. So, you know... Uh, did they say that uh, Jesus, did they admit that Jesus is the brother of Lucifer? I didn't ask that question. Okay. I'll ask it next time. Yeah. But. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it doesn't hold up to scripture. Uh, Isaiah 43.10 is, you know, a passage that refutes their their view of God. Um, Isaiah 43.10 says, and the Jehovah's Witnesses love this passage because it says you're my witnesses. Jehovah's Witnesses, get it? Isaiah 43.10, you are my witnesses, declares the Lord and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he. Before me no God was formed, no shall nor shall there be any after me. The Mormons say that there's a, a, a pantheon of gods, but that they worship the true God. Um, but that true God was once a man. Our God is. They say our God is. A, I asked a, a a Mormon missionary, a female Mormon missionary, white girl, spoke better Spanish than me. <laughs> and I said, can we talk in English? <laughs> and I said, define God for me. And she says, God is a, uh, uh, was once a man enthroned in yonder heaven. 
Wow. They didn't tell me that, the, the Mormon missionaries. I said, who is God? He's not the eternal God. He's not the eternal God. He's never, he's never been from everlasting to everlasting God. And if you can become a God, you're contradicting what the word of God says, nor shall there be after me. So no God was formed. Before me, no God was formed, nor shall there be any after me. Um, so right there, it doesn't comport with Scripture. It doesn't comport with historic Christianity. Again, this came about with, through Joseph Smith in the 1800s. So it's a new cult. Uh, it's, it's, you know... Uh, but the ideas of, you know, we are, we are idolatrous by nature. Uh, we are worshipful creatures. We all worship, no matter what. We worship somebody. We worship ourselves. We worship idols. You know, Calvin said the human heart is an idol factory. So, you know, we don't need statues. We can make idols out of anything. You know, we can make idols of our children, of our spouses, uh, you know. So um, the the human heart is an idol factory. So we uh, have to be careful and always check our heart um, because our heart is deceitful. Our heart will lead us astray. We cannot trust our heart. We need to trust the sure word of God. And so... Um, I hope that uh, they hear the gospel. I hope that you preach to them the gospel of grace because they don't have the gospel of grace. They have a gospel of works. And uh, Yeah, that was another thing before we uh, head out. Uh, they told me that I showed them a video, and, and if you haven't seen the video, you should watch it. It's uh, I don't know the guy's name, but he was a Mormon missionary he was a mormon and he became a christian and his testimony is really powerful i recommended to the mormon missionaries to watch that video in a previous encounter i had with them and they said to me that his understanding of grace from the mormon perspective was wrong that mormons don't actually believe that we're saved by works but it is by the grace of god yes but you have to understand that when we use the same words, but they have different meanings. So, for example, grace is unmerited favor. And in Mormon doctrine, grace is after all that you've done, then grace. That's not grace. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. After all that you've done, then you are saved by grace. No, that's works. They just have a different meaning. They pour in a different meaning to the same words that we use. Okay. The so the Mormon missionary, he had it right. His mother was a teacher at Brigham Young University. So uh, you know, she was a professor. <laughs> so uh of course all of a sudden now these people they don't know anything about mormonism they were devout mormons they grew up 
you know, uh, they were very faithful to the Mormon uh, church, and um, they discovered the gospel of grace that is only through Jesus Christ. It's not through, you know, tithing uh, uh, to a temple so you can attend a temple. Um, you know, uh, it's it's none of those things. It's It's not... We're not saved by going on a mission. Uh, all of these things is it's it's ingrained in them, and 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 so I I think that as Christians we can learn from that that they they're uh, Walter Martin used to say they're willing to do for a lie what we are not willing to do for the truth. Okay, so. We, as Christians, who say that we have the truth, that we follow the one who says he's the way, the truth, and the life, we should be more mission-minded uh, and following the Great Commission, mm -hmm. you know, by making disciples, preaching the gospel everywhere we go, and, uh, you know, so... It's it's to our shame that we are not uh, reaching out. But it's interesting. COVID has really impacted, like, the JWs. I know that a lot of JWs, they don't go door-to-door -door anymore because they, they just send you letters. They're terrified of COVID. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yeah, I ran into a, a lady in a store, and she was completely masked up and she really was you know like keeping her six feet social distancing from me and she was very kind to me uh i know her from the college and uh so she uh she's like she told me oh no we don't go door to door because of covid and that's why they don't go to the college because of COVID. What so, was she doing there then? Huh? I said, what was she doing there then? Well, she was, um, I met her at the store. Oh, I'm sorry. I I'm ran sorry. into her at the store. And uh, she was, uh, she had a cute little dog though. Um, so, but yeah. And you said the, the Mormon missionaries are not going door to door anymore? But yeah, they told me that. I honestly don't remember what. They told me they do now, but they, yeah, they don't go door to door, door to door, mostly because of COVID and because they told me that it seemed more inefficient to go door to door and have the door slammed in their face. Yeah. I, I wonder what they do to outreach now. That'd be interesting to find out. Um, but, uh, yeah. Um. So we hope uh, that uh, this episode was helpful to you. Um, anything you, any parting words you want to say? Um, if you're a Mormon out there, um, I, I hope and pray that this video is going to change your life. Not, not because, you know, it's the gospel, but, you know, Mormonism can't save you the way the Jesus Christ of scripture can save you that 
It's not about works. It's about God's grace. Not that we don't have to do works. Obviously, works are a result of our salvation. But it's Jesus. It's Jesus that we need. I can't earn my way to heaven. You can't become a God one day. They mentioned to me that uh, there's four different levels of heaven. Like the outer darkness is which where the worst of the worst people go. Then there's the level of the stars, level of the moon, and then level of the highest heaven. That's bogus. That's not what the Bible teaches. Um, there is heaven and there is hell. Um, Jesus said that in John 3, towards the end of the section of, you know, everyone's favorite verse, John three sixteen, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He said, whoever believes in the son has life, but whoever does not have the son does not have life. But the wrath of God remains on him. We, there is no in between. We need Jesus to get to heaven. We can't, when there are no good people, um, I know I'm kind of rambling on, but I really hope that God uses this video to change your life. And 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 if there is Mormons out there or people that know Mormons and and they have a different Jesus, it's not the same Jesus. The Jehovah's Witnesses don't have the same Jesus. Jesus is the Archangel Michael to them. Uh, to the Mormon, Jesus is the spirit brother of Lucifer. To the Christian, he is the second person of the Godhead, the second person of the Trinity. He is God the Son. He is creator God. He's the one who stretched out the heavens by himself. He is the eternal God. He is the Alpha and the Omega. In the book of Revelation, Jesus Christ says that of himself. God the Father says that of himself so you have a different jesus altogether if he's created you're not talking about the god of the bible you're talking about a different god and you are uh that's horrifying it's horrifying it's it's yeah it, it, i can't imagine how many Mormons have died and they stand before the King of Kings and they find out they didn't believe in the right Jesus. That must be really sad. Yeah. Yeah. To hear the words, depart from me, I never knew you. And uh, that, that should weigh on our hearts. We should reach out more to, uh, we should reach out to everybody. Uh, but, you know, uh, that requires us to do homework, to study, to know our faith. And first and foremost, we need to know our scriptures because they know their scriptures. The Jehovah's Witnesses know about six and a half percent of the Bible. But the parts that they know, they really know, you know. That's why most Christians hide, you know, or they, they, you know, they pretend nobody's home because they don't know how to deal with them. Because as Walter Martin used to say, most Jehovah's Witnesses can turn the average Christian a, into a doctrinal pretzel in 30 seconds or less. So you need to 
Study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman who needs not be ashamed, that rightly divides the word of truth. And we need to study on the Trinity. We need to study uh, the scriptures because these are the things that they attack. And most Christians uh, are confused themselves. I mean, I remember uh, the first church I came from, we were studying doctrine. Uh, uh, it was called Bible Doctrine and Pentecostal Perspective. And I give them credit for trying to uh, uh, learn some kind of theology. And it was uh, pretty much a doctrinal book by the Assemblies of God. It was a Bible Doctrine of Pentecostal Perspective. Um, and it was the doctrine of the Assemblies of God. But uh, when when we were doing the chapter on the Trinity, and we got graded, and I got an A in the class. Um, and But at the time, you know, uh, I was already working at the bookstore. And uh, so I was learning a lot of theology. And so, uh, but one pastor got up, and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm an uncle, I'm a dad, I'm a brother. That's not the Trinity. You know, uh, that's one person doing different roles. Uh, that's not the Trinity. The Trinity is one God in essence and three in persons. Three distinct, co-equal, co-eternal persons. You don't divide the substance nor confuse the persons. So Jesus Christ died on the cross, not the Father, not the Holy Spirit. Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. Okay, the Father didn't die for our sins. So we pray to the Father in the name of Jesus in the power of the Spirit. So we don't confuse the persons, the roles of the persons of the Trinity. And we don't divide the substance uh, where somebody says, you know, uh, Jesus is not, uh, you know, uh, he's... He's in heaven, but Scripture says that Christ resides in us, right? The Holy Spirit is in us. So uh, God is everywhere. God is omnipresent, right? Mm -hmm. So everything is before God. So, um, yeah, it, it's... We must learn these things. It's it, it takes a lot of uh, it takes a little bit of work, but we need to uh, study because these things are important. And um, you know, uh, I'm looking forward to uh, revisiting old books. Uh, we got to finish that book on the Trinity, mm -hmm. um, and uh, I want to I I want to. There's more books on sale on logos uh, that I want to buy on the Trinity. Um, so yes, uh, it's a very important topic. Uh, it, it's it's not one of those topics that it's not one of those doctrines that we say, "Hey, we'll put it on the shelf." It's a, so important we we put it away and we don't look at. No, it the the Trinity affects our faith. You know, when I preached uh, 
two weeks ago. Uh, the day after Christmas, I preached on the Trinity. And it was, you know, the whole thing about God being a father and always having the son of, and, and they have a communion, a love relationship. Because he's always been father, therefore he will always love us. He's a perfect father, not like our humanly fathers that fail us, but he is a perfect father whose love for us will not diminish. It won't change because he's loved the eternal son perfectly through all eternity. So, uh, you know, even the son, the son in turn, he's a husband to the bride, which is the church, and he died for his bride. So Jesus Christ is faithful. He's the faithful husband that will never let his bride be tarnished he's purifying his bride until the day we meet him face to face and he will have before him a spotless pure glorious bride in his church and he's faithful and so that those are the aspects of the trinity that affect our lives if we think of God as our father, an eternal father that really loves us, this is why the Trinity is important when it comes to the cults. Because if he, if Jesus Christ, if there was a time Jesus Christ was not there, then there was a time he was not father. And then when he has the son, he has to learn. God is all-knowing. That means he had to grow in this knowledge. So, all kinds of problems when you don't understand the Trinity. So... Dust off your Bibles and get to work, people. We, we are living in dark times, and we need the God of the Scriptures to guide us, to give us hope, to give us comfort, to love us. Uh, we need his love, his hope, the light of his word, which is a lamp to our feet. You know, we need to lean, uh, lean not on our own understanding, but in all our ways acknowledge him so if you find this content helpful uh or useful beneficial in any way uh please uh give us a like uh spread the word share with the people you love and even the people you hate uh, until next time uh we want to remind you that theology matters what you believe about god affects how you live your life until next time uh, god bless
Welcome to this edition of Coffeehouse Theology, where we discuss God, theology, and all things pertaining to life over cups of coffee. I am your host, Jose Ruiz, and um, I'm joined by... Josiah Ruiz, your co-host. And uh, we wanted to bring you an episode uh, last week when our other son was here. Well, not our other son. My other son. When you... Thank you for watching, or what, what's the name of the show again? Did you actually forget? <laughs> yes. Thank you for watching Alpha and Omega Ministry. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Coffee has theology. <laughs> I did that. <laughs> Thank you.